0: Okay, guys, I am sitting down for a solo episode of the Rachel Hollis podcast. I try and do these several times a month whenever possible so that I can teach on a given subject. And this week, I was actually going to do a podcast episode about selling online. I know that we have a lot of small business owners in our midst. And you all know I love an entrepreneur. And so my intention was to do a podcast about like my six things that I thought would be helpful if you have an online business. But then this week, I kept seeing the same comment over and over and over on social, in book club comments, in DMs, and Whenever I see that as someone who has been communicating and creating for my community for over a decade, whenever I see a lot of people saying the same thing, to me, it's always this beacon of something to dive into. And the comment that I kept seeing this week was, everything feels hard. Everything feels hard. Rach, what do you do when everything feels hard, when you're so overwhelmed, when the world's crashing down on you? I saw this show up in a bunch of different iterations, and because of that, I thought that I could give some ideas for how to handle that if that's you. So if you are someone who feels overwhelmed by life right now, this episode is for you. And if you have someone in your life that's struggling with anxiety or you know that your friend or your sister or your husband is feeling overwhelmed, please send them this episode of the podcast because it is just for them. I never ever ever think that I have all of the answers, not even close, but my hope is always that if I share some ideas about things that have worked for me, that even if they don't work for you, even just the idea of like how I got to that answer might help you get to your answer. So this is what to do when everything feels hard. Hi, I'm Rachel Hollis, and this is my podcast. Whatever it is my guests are into, I want to unpack it so that we can all understand. These are conversations. This is information for the curious. This is the Rachel Hollis Podcast. Now, let's begin here. Number one, we are in the middle of a global pandemic. It is November of 2020 as I record this episode, so that already makes life feel hard for so many of us. Number two, I happen to be recording this in the week where here in the US, we are still waiting to find out the election results. That makes it feel hard. So there are plenty of extenuating circumstances that make life feel hard right now, but If you're dealing with this personally, I think that where we have to begin outside of what's happening in the world is you have to break this problem into two pieces. You have to ask yourself, is everything hard right now or does everything feel hard right now? Is everything actually hard right now or does everything feel hard right now? Because depending on how you answer that, there are two different ways to approach this. There are plenty of seasons of our life where truly 12 different things feel hard. Where your life feels impossible, I have been there many times, that is a real state. Then there are plenty of seasons where because of different factors, which I'm going to get into, things feel hard. And it creates anxiety, it creates these feelings of suffering in us, but it's not actually real. Like when we really look at our lives, we're like, you know what? I'm okay. I'm doing okay. The kids are okay. In reality, things aren't that hard. They just feel hard. And there are answers for handling both scenarios, but you have to know which you're dealing with. So the very first thing that I'm going to ask you to do... Y'all are like, Rachel, stop giving us this same advice. But I'm just going to keep beating this drum forever and ever, amen, because it's free and it's easy to do. And if you're not regularly talking to a therapist, this is the best thing I know of to help you figure out your feelings. To begin with, if life feels hard, I want you to start by grabbing a notebook, by grabbing a journal and just doing the work to figure out what's going on. If you've never heard me talk about this before, this is how I approach journaling when I'm facing a problem. And I you guys, I do this for my business, I do this as a mom, I do this in in how I want to show up in the world around me. I open a notebook and I give myself a time limit. So I say minimum 30 minutes. you got to find 30 minutes of uninterrupted time. And you open up the notebook and you start writing. And in this instance, the prompt could be, everything feels hard because. And I want you to just... Don't think about, don't overthink, don't just stream of consciousness, everything that you can think of that is popping into your head, just write it all down. Everything feels hard because, you know, I'm struggling to pay rent this month. Everything feels hard because, you know, we're not selling as many products as we were the last couple months. Everything feels hard because I'm fighting with my wife. Everything feels hard because I feel super frustrated with my kids and then I raise my voice and then I feel shame. Like whatever, just everything you can possibly think of. And the reason that I tell you to set a minimum time frame is because most of us will write for about eight minutes and then feel like we have nothing else to say. And the natural inclination in that moment is just to stop writing. But I think that in journal work, the magic happens when you force yourself to sit there. So if I say, Rach, you have to sit here for 30 minutes, you have to sit here for 45 minutes or an hour, what I find is that for about 10 minutes, I'm like, I don't have anything else. There's nothing else. And that as as I'm sitting there and I'm thinking on it and I'm meditating on the question, more things start to bubble up and the magic and the unpacking happens in what bubbles up second, not what comes out first. So spend some time to unpack this. And once you do, once you can look at that journal entry and see what you wrote down, then you get to ask yourself whether or not the things you wrote down are substantive things, like are these real tangible items, or are most of these more nebulous? Are they kind of things that I'm telling myself? Are they stories I'm making up in my head? Are they real worries? And let me give you a, an example. Um, because of the work that I do, it was just like super transparent with you guys. Because of the work I do, I have this podcast, I write books, I have the social media platform, I have this company. I i am so freaking lucky and blessed to have this incredible online community that I've built up over a decade, millions of people all around the world. It's so rad. But with that kind of platform comes a lot of flack, comes a lot of pushback, comes a lot of people who say mean things just to say mean things. Like it just is, right? And It's so interesting. I I did a podcast interview yesterday for my new podcast. It's called Your Faves Faves. My podcast producer is going to be so excited that I mentioned it. It actually comes out here in a hot minute. And the idea behind the podcast is it's just me interviewing celebrity guests and the entire time we're just talking about their favorite things like their top five list in a given category. And it's been amazing. Matthew McConaughey, Kristen Bell, uh, Todrick Hall, Carla Hall. Like it's been a joy. And I was doing an interview yesterday with a really big YouTube gamer. I guess I can say it. I I did an interview yesterday with Ninja, who is one of the biggest YouTube gamers that exist on the planet. If you are not – if you don't know who Ninja is, I'm guessing you don't have like a 12-year-old boy or a boy around that age because my kids have never thought I was as cool as they do right now. So I'm doing this interview with him and I'm thinking this guy has built his life, his wealth, his following, which is like – just on Instagram, I think he has 15 million followers. It's wild. So he has – all of this attention. And I'm thinking, I mean, he's 29. He's not a child, but he feels young to me. Uh, So I'm thinking this guy, he grew up in this world. So he must have the perspective on being an influencer and what that means. And I was really surprised that he said how he talked about, we talked about in the episode, how hard it is to get so much hateful feedback on social media because he's like I'm streaming a video game and it's like Fifteen-year-old kids that are like cussing me out and saying awful things, and he's like, you know, there are times when this doesn't bother me at all, and then if I've had a bad day or if you know I, you know, something happened, and then I get on and people are saying those things to me, it's so discouraging, it's so exhausting, but I feel like I have to be present in those comments because I want to be able to interact with the people who do care about the work and who are excited about what it is. And I thought that that was so powerful because I feel like other people have like better resources or a thicker skin or just something that makes them able to handle mean comments. But I was like, oh, okay, I guess everybody struggles with this thing. Luxury is meant to be livable. Ashley, for the love of home. Debit card users, listen up. You've worked hard for your money. Now it's time to make it work even harder for you. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can get cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right There are times now, this happens to me all the time, where I write something or create something or make a video that it never even occurs to me that someone would take in a negative way. Yesterday, seriously, or or maybe the day before, I made a video on election day because I just had so many friends who were freaking, freaking out. And I was just like, guys, let's all just take a breath. It's going to be okay. Whatever happens, it's going to be okay. And whatever happens, have a plan for how you're going to take care of your mental health if the election doesn't go the way that you want it to. And I didn't even know that that was upsetting. And then I saw comments today for that post from a couple days ago where people were like, oh, Rachel lighting the internet on fire again with her political – I was like – I, telling people to breathe or telling people it's going to be okay should not be inflammatory. But the thing is, at this point in my life and career, it kind of doesn't matter what I say, I'm always going to upset somebody, even when I'm not trying to. And there are days where that's really so freaking discouraging. If you're listening and you do anything, there, I know I am not the only one who experiences this. Everybody, if you are on social media trying to do anything in the world right now, it's such a dumpster fire, someone's going to be upset about it. It honestly, it just is. This is the way that it is. And there are times where I'm like, I start to get discouraged or a comment hits me and it hurts my feelings. And I'm just like, this is so hard, like this work, whatever. And then I have to ask myself, wait, 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 wait. Is this hard or does this just feel hard? Hard would be if you couldn't afford rent this month. Hard would be if one of your kids was sick. Hard would be if you were sick. Hard would be if you got laid off. Hard is a very real thing. But you know what, sis? This is me coaching me, which I do all the time. I'm like, you know what? With your little privileged self, this isn't hard. This isn't actually hard. It just feels hard. And that doesn't mean that I disregard that feeling. I'm going to walk you through how to process when you're feeling like things are hard. But even just understanding which one is it, okay? That's where you need to start. So start with that journal entry. Do the work to dive in and see what is really here. Now, once you know which one it is whether it actually is hard or just feels hard, now I'm going to talk you through the things that you can do to help make it feel better or help make it get better. So the first one I'm going to start with is, and by the way, if you want to pause this, do your journal work, and then come back and go through this list based on what the answer is, that's fantastic. Okay. Let's start with you did the work in your journal and you know, actually, Rachel, life is really effing difficult right now. Like, I'm going to go ahead and play cuss on that one. Like, it's difficult. Things are happening, more than one thing's happening or just one thing's happening, but it's like a life-altering, ground-shaking thing. Here are some things you can do. So the first step is to identify the true tension points, okay? True tension points. So when things, when we face big problems in our lives, everything about it feels like the thing that hurts. But often, even if it's a big hardship, the pieces that hurt the most are things we can identify and work toward. So I'm trying to think of a good example of this. I was talking to a community member in DMs who has a parent who has cancer. And we were just sort of talking through that process of all of the things that she's feeling and she's scared and she's unsure and it's overwhelming to the depths of her soul. And what can she... All of it feels hard. And it is. That's terrifying. That's all those things. She is entitled to all of those feelings. But if she just sits in carrying all of those feelings and can't affect them in any way, that's what makes her feel like she's drowning. So for instance if you lost your job inside of COVID and you're facing a financial crisis in your life, that is a massive issue. That is, that is so much to hold. And there are pieces of that. There, there are elements of suffering in that, that I think it's important to hold space for, to hold space for your grief of what you thought this was going to be, to hold space for your grief of the fact that your mom has cancer, to hold space for those things. But then there are other parts of the suffering, like anxiety or fear, that you can take steps to help yourself feel better. So if certain parts of the real hardship you're going to have to carry no matter what, then by God, find a way to affect the things you can affect. So in this instance, in in talking through it with her, it was like, okay, let's just identify again, head back to that journal, unpack this work, but let's identify all the parts, every single piece of this situation with your mom and the fact that she's ill that are, are making you feel different negative emotions. And so we go through the list. And if you go through that list... There are plenty of parts of it she can't touch. But then there are other parts of it where, you know, I want to be able to – I just want my mom to feel more comfortable. I want my mom to know that she has a team of people rooting for her. I want to make sure I show up for her in the best possible way. I want to make sure that we're able to have this time intentionally together – so that we get every minute that we possibly can. I want to make sure that I get the work done that I need to get done so that I can be there for mama when she needs me. Like, Not everything on her list she could affect, but many of those pieces she could. If you want your mom to know that she has a cheerleading squad and that she is loved and supported, there are tangible things you could do every single day or every single week that would help you feel like you were affecting something. Affect the things you can affect, okay? When things are hard, um, uh, the note that I wrote down here in, in my book was progress makes us feel less stressed. Progress is a stress reliever, So just making some traction towards certain areas will make you feel better. But you're never going to know what to attack if you don't break down all of the emotions and why they're showing up. Without doing that, it just feels like one giant ball of overwhelm. So identify the true tension points and ask yourselves which ones you want to make traction on. Now, if you read my book, Girl, Stop Apologizing, then you know that I believe we can really only effectively take on one big thing at a time. If you try and change everything or fix everything in your life all at once, you are setting yourself up for disaster because you don't have the energy or capacity to focus on everything. But if you, like I think of it like, you know, you hold your hand up and uh, wiggle your finger, like right now where you are, like hold your hand up, wiggle your fingers, okay? Imagine that you are trying to put effort into five different things. And each one of your fingers represents the five different things that you're trying to, to affect. They're going in five different directions. You could add a little bit of effort to each one, but it's spread out. It's not as powerful. Now, take that same hand and ball it up in a fist, Imagine that you took your hand, you balled it up into a fist, and you punched as hard as you could in one direction. Which one is more powerful? The same happens when it comes to areas of our lives where we have struggle. Let's get into the next piece of this. So we were just talking about this idea that if You look at your life, if you do the work, you unpack what's going on, and things are actually hard, that there are pieces of that pain, there are pieces of that hardship that you will still have to carry. It is the reality of being a human being. It is what it means to go through this life is that things like grief, things like loss, some of those harder emotions we are going to have to hold in our lifetime. But there are pieces of hardship that you can affect. And if you choose one and you start working on one area, one thing that you can affect change in, the progress in just that one area will give you a sense of peace. The last piece of this particular topic that I feel like is important to ask when you're processing hard that is actually hard is what can you let go of that will make your life feel lighter? See, painful things and hard seasons are incredibly heavy to carry. They're heavy emotionally. They take a physical toll on our body. They are difficult for us to hold. And if you're going to have to hold something so heavy – What can you let go of in order to give yourself more capacity to hold this big thing? Do you need to let go of volunteering at your kid's school? Do you need to let go of the fact that the house is not going to be clean every day? Do you need to let go of certain people in your life Man, you like hanging out with that friend, but honestly, she's a drama queen, and every time you hang out with her, it zaps you of energy, and then you have less energy that you need in order to hold the things that are currently in your life. What can you let go of that would make your life and the state of it right now feel lighter? I cannot answer that question for you, but you certainly can. So if you're not sure how to get to that answer, go back to the journal, go back to the question and ask yourself what, here's your prompt, what feels heavy? What parts of my life feel heavy? I could do this for myself right now and come up with a list of things that feel heavy. And some of those I'm not going to be able to let go of because they're important pieces of my life. Others, I could make a list and be like, oh, you know what? Yeah, this thing over here, Actually, I don't need to do that. Doesn't need to be done right now. Doesn't really serve me in any way. Isn't really helping anybody. It's just this thing that I keep doing because I've always done it. So, what can you let go of to make yourself feel lighter? Those are the things that you can ask yourself and unpack and work through if you are experiencing hardship that is actually hard. Almost every morning of my life, I have oatmeal. Seriously, during the winter, having something hot in the morning really makes a big difference in my day. Quaker has been a trusted name in oatmeal for over 145 years, which means they've been milling oats since before the invention of the zipper, the stop sign, or ballpoint pens. Quaker has something for everyone, whether it's old-fashioned or quick oats that are good for cooking or baking. And while a ton of things have changed, the good stuff remains the same. Quaker, getting up to some good since 1877. Look for Quaker Oats at your local grocery store. I am taking my four children away this weekend to go skiing. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Now, let's flip the script. Let's talk to the people who did this work and discovered, you know what? my life actually isn't hard. It feels hard, which is a problem in and of itself. This is not me going to tell you like, oh, you know, suck it up or, oh, people have it worse than you. That's not what I'm going to say. If it feels hard, if it feels overwhelming, that is a legitimate problem that you can be solution oriented about finding an answer to. But if you understand it because you did that work and you're like, oh, you know what? The, the fundamental things, the pieces of my life that actually matter. My kids are healthy. I have, you know, money in the bank. Even if I don't have a lot of money in the bank, I got money in the bank. My kids are healthy. I'm healthy. It's a sunny day. Everybody that I know is okay. I had to, I had to tell myself this a lot when we first went into quarantine inside of COVID. I was so overwhelmed and I was so scared. I was so scared for my me, mom, and papa. I was so scared for my parents and my in-laws and everybody who was older because that's sort of what we were hearing was like, oh, this is, you know, this is affecting these groups of people. I was so scared. And then I would just every day I have to remind myself, hey, Rach, everyone right now, we don't know what tomorrow holds, but right now today, everyone that you love and care about is healthy and it pulls you back into that present. So do the work to pull yourself back into the present. What do you need to remind yourself? This is why you guys, I know you're like, Rach, stop talking about a gratitude journal, but I won't, not ever. I'm going to slide over and actually grab one. The Start Today Journal. I'm holding it in my hands. If you're listening, you can't see it, but you can hear the pages rustling. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can actually see my Start Today Journal. Yes, this is one of my products. It's the first product I ever made, but you do not have to buy the product. Go listen to episode 72 of this podcast where I walk you through the entire process. The first chapter of the Start Today Journal is all about imagining a brighter future for yourself. What does it look like in detail? We visualize, and then I take you through how to do the process every single day, starting your day with gratitude practice. Then taking that gratitude and looking into the future and asking yourself, who do you want to be and how is this going to manifest? That is what the journal is about. You don't have to buy it. You can listen to episode 72 of the podcast and then go do the practice in that notebook where you've been doing journaling. But a gratitude practice is one of the single greatest tools that I know of to pull you back into present. It's why I tell you all, if you're doing a gratitude practice, that you need to focus on things that have happened in the last 24 hours. Why? Because otherwise you're going to name big stuff. You're going to be like, oh, I'm grateful for my wife. I'm grateful for my kids. I'm grateful. And those are so big that it's very easy to take them for granted. Even if you're trying to do a gratitude practice, you don't feel it. Right? Like if I say to you, I'm grateful for my kids, I don't feel that. But if I say I am grateful that every night that my kids are at my house, we all pile up on the sofa and we watch something together. Maybe you've seen it on my Insta stories where we're all watching, you know – barbecue competition. Last night we watched a dog grooming competition. Then we watched the Mighty Ducks cause they were like, mom, let's watch a movie from your childhood. And when we're snuggled up, you know, Noah's at my feet and then Ford sort of fits in that crack between me and the, and the sofa and we're all snuggled up together and we're laughing and we're, it's so special. If I pull that moment into my gratitude, I can feel it. It's detailed, it's specific it means something so much more than I'm grateful for my kids. So finding something within the last 24 hours that you're grateful for, and then do that five or 10 times. What's five things you're grateful for? What's 10 things you're grateful for? Every single day pulls you back into present. There's an old expression that says it is impossible to feel gratitude and anxiety simultaneously. And it's real. Now, Those are things that you can do to pull yourself back into present, but we are here to figure out what to do when life feels hard. And when life feels hard, you've got to unpack why. To me, if someone says that life feels hard, I hear that as overwhelm. That's what I hear. When someone says that they feel like everything is hard, to me, that sounds like a person who's overwhelmed. That sounds like a... That sounds like a person who is depleted, who feels burnt out, right? That sounds like something very specific to me. And so I want you to ask why. At some point, y'all are going to understand that everything I teach you is just about getting to a root cause of something. Because if you can unpack and get to the root cause, then you can understand how to change it but we can't fix anything if we don't know why we're feeling this way. And overwhelmed, it doesn't come from a hard day. It comes from a hard season. It comes from something happening continuously over and over to the point that that feeling of anxiousness or unsure or not that that becomes your reality. So if you uh, in the in the new book which if y'all haven't heard it, I think we've posted four epi- four chapters of the audiobook here on the podcast. Go listen to the last few weeks which have been free audiobook chapters. You don't have to buy anything. You can just listen into the teachings. But one of the things that I talk about a lot in the book is your perspective. When you're going through something hard, when you're feeling overwhelmed, when everything feels hard, Your perspective or the way that you see the world around you is being, you're seeing it through a lens of something else. You're seeing life through the lens of your exhaustion. You're seeing life through the lens of six months of anxiety about financial troubles. You're seeing life through the lens of something that is making you feel like everything is hard. And so it's not that everything is actually hard. It's how do we get you back to a place where you're feeling replenished, where you're feeling filled back up? So first, I need you to understand why you're feeling this way in the first place. Head back to the journal. I feel overwhelmed because, and then stream of consciousness, everything that you can think of. Sometimes when people do this, they'll see – Man, I'm feeling I'm feeling overwhelmed because I'm exhausted because I've been working nonstop and then I'm taking care of the kids when I'm not working and then I never have time for myself. And they sort of unpack all these things. There's so many solutions in you identifying those problems. But if you don't do the work to identify the problems, you don't know how to change it. Right? When I'm feeling really tired because of work, it's like mentally exhausting. There are many times in my life where I've had to change my diet. And I don't mean go on a diet. Y'all know I freaking hate diets. I hate diet culture. I mean changing my nutrition and making sure that I'm eating things that are giving me energy, making sure that I'm not consuming things that might make my blood sugar crash, which often makes me feel like I'm exhausted, right? So I've had to train change my nutrition. I've had to make sure I'm getting enough sleep? Am I getting enough good sleep? Am I getting uninterrupted, deep REM sleep? Times when I felt overwhelmed, I gotta raise my hand and ask for help. Ask for help, ask for help, ask for help. What do you need in order to be able to operate at the level you want to operate at? Let me ask this in two ways. What do you need to be able to operate at the level you're at? and then what do you need to operate at the level you want to be at because if you have the resources to go to the higher level now even if you're not operating there yet but you're like you know what like here's an example that some people get frustrated by and i honestly don't care if you're upset that i have child care at this point go find someone else to listen to cuz i'm just as long as i have children and i work full time to support my company and my family I'm going to have child care you know that it, it is what it is i learned to ask for help a really long time ago and when i first made the decision to get a nanny i had so much guilt about it god mommy guilt Mommy guilt is so brutal and so awful and it's garbage. I could do an entire, I should do an entire episode because mommy guilt has nothing to do with how you are showing up with your kids or how you think you're doing as a mom. Mommy guilt is almost always about what you think other people think of you as a mom. And so I had so much guilt because I had people in my family and in-laws who said, You know, if a a good mom wouldn't, I mean, you, you'd raise those babies yourself and you wouldn't have anybody here helping. Will they even know you? And will they even love you? And what's going to happen if you had help? So I had so much guilt. So I got a nanny. I got a mommy's helper. Uh, I think she came maybe two days a week, half days. And oh my gosh, the gift of just having any help. And I did that for a really long time. Not because I couldn't have afforded her for more hours, but because I felt shame that I couldn't do it all on my own. I felt shame. I thought I was supposed to be Wonder Woman. I thought that I was supposed to have it all and and do it all and figure it all out. And I also think I carried a lot of guilt about that because it really does most often fall to the mom. To figure that out. You know, nobody ever asked my husband if he was going to quit work or if he, you know, oh, oh, what are you, Dave? What, what are your plans for child care? That, that's not a question Dave has ever gotten in his entire life. But it is something that's foisted onto us a lot. And so I had a lot of shame about this. And so I just kept trying, I thought, man, work harder, get up earlier, be more organized, create a calendar system. Like I tried to come up with everything so that I could be the person that I thought people out there wanted me to be, so that I could be good, so that I could be, you know, the ideal mom and I could have it all figured out. And it's such garbage and it's such a waste of time and it's such energy like just so much energy trying not only now am i trying to keep up with my life but i'm also trying to please all these invisible strangers or please people in my family it's insane you guys it's insane guys no two listeners of the show are exactly alike which means that no two vacations you take are going to be exactly alike either And if you're looking for a place that will serve all of you, Texas has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities that allow for an infinite number of different travel experiences. I love Texas so much, I moved my family there for five years. Because here's the deal, Texas has it all. Are you a beach person? We got you. If you love a rugged vacation, not my jam, but there's plenty of campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. My favorite part about Texas, the food. It is the thing I miss the absolute most, whether you love barbecue or Tex-Mex, or just wanna be in cities that take their food very seriously. You can enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters, yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn. To me, being healthy is really grounded in nutrition. My advice to you, if you find yourself in that situation, if you are overwhelmed because you're trying to do too many things and you are not asking for the help that you need, ask for help, ask for help. This is insane. You destroying yourself, trying to keep your family afloat, trying to keep your team afloat, trying to keep your relationship afloat is insane. Maybe you need to ask for help. Maybe you need to demand of yourself, not other people, because other people are not controlling you. Maybe you need to demand of yourself rest. Maybe you're overwhelmed because you need some freaking rest. Maybe you need, I I asked this question earlier, like, what do you need to let go of so that you can feel lighter? Same question for you. What do you need to let go of so that you can feel lighter in spirit? Maybe what you need to let go of is that you're not gonna try and do it all. Maybe this is not the time for you to try and do it all. Because some of you, I'm an achiever, I'm a three on the Enneagram, y'all know this. If I heard this podcast years ago and someone was like, ask for help, I'd be like, yeah, that's what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna ask for help and I'm gonna get the help and then I can work at 150% instead of just 100%, I can do all the things, no. There are seasons in my life where I did not need to ask for help, I did not need to take on anything else. I needed to take a nap. I needed to sit on the back patio with a glass of sweet tea and look out at the backyard and watch my kids play and not worry about anything else. There is a reason why you feel this overwhelmed. What's the reason why? Another thing that you could consider and that you should consider is therapy. If you are not in therapy, man, y'all, I don't know how many other ways I need to tell you how important therapy is. If you can afford it and you're not going, I can't think of something that's more important in your life right now. Now it's so amazing. There's so many ways that you can talk to a therapist online. One of our sponsors is a virtual therapy. Like, There's so much that you can do to access resources and counselors and people who can help you understand why you're feeling the way that you're feeling rather than just going home and... And, and drowning in these negative emotions or numbing. Man, it's too overwhelming to feel this way. So I'm just going to numb myself. And my personal favorite way to numb is to drink. I will very easily, if I get super overwhelmed, I will very easily fall back to an old negative coping mechanism because, man, all that anxiety and overwhelm, she's going to be there tomorrow. But for right now at least I get to feel, at least I get to forget about it for right now. The problem is that it is going to be there tomorrow. And not only is it going to be there tomorrow, but by choosing my negative coping mechanism, I've actually made myself weaker. So I've made my body weaker. I'm going to wake up tomorrow. I'm not going to feel as good. I'm not going to have as much energy because I made these bad choices. Now I've got a face overwhelmed With exhaustion or a hangover or a sour stomach or a headache, I've literally sabotaged myself by trying to numb out in my present. So rather than reaching for a negative coping mechanism, talk to a therapist. Talk to a therapist. It's awkward at first. It feels a little scary, but it is incredibly powerful. And if you try a therapist and you don't love... Try someone else. It's like dating. You got to date around a little bit until you find someone that's right for you. Please consider getting to the bottom of why you are feeling the way you're feeling. The last thing I thought of on this topic, the, the first ideas I gave you were if something, something in your life is making you feel this way. But the other option is that someone in your life is making you feel this way. Or maybe many someones. Jim Rohn said that you are a combination of the five people you hang out with most. We've all heard this 10 million times. You become the five people that you hang out with most. So if you're feeling overwhelmed and you're feeling anxious and you're feeling all these things, I want you to look around at your core. Who are your core five people? Do they have the same energy that you do? Do they also feel overwhelmed? Do they also feel anxious? Do they also feel like life is out to get them? Do they also feel like the world is ending? There is always a correlation between who you are spending time with and the way you feel about life, always. And if you're like, well, Rachel, I don't really have five people that I'm spending a lot of time with. Okay, what are the five pieces of media you consume most often? Because that also affects... How you feel about the world around you. So ask yourself if you need to, if the thing that you need to let go of in the season is a person, is a group that you shouldn't be hanging out with, or maybe you're like, well, it's my family, they're crazy, but I love them. Uh, Same. Who could you add to your circle? Who could you hang out with? Do you have a friend that's really positive? Do you have uh, an author that you love to read? Is there a podcast that you listen to? Are there things that you can consume that you intentionally choose that you want to fill your spirit with good things? You know, I'm a preacher's daughter, so I always think of scriptures in this moment. But the Bible has a scripture that says whatsoever is good, whatsoever is holy, this whole thing like think on these things because what we think on, we become. So if you don't have people in your life that can add that element, can add the thing that you need, can add the peace, can add the joy, can add the positivity, can add the hustle, can have, add the ambition, can have the, it, whatever it is that you need, and you're like, I don't know who to add, that, go find it in a book, go find it in a podcast, go find it in YouTube videos, go fill your spirit with what you need. Pay attention, okay, this is the last thing I'm gonna say for real, because I just thought of it. Pay attention to when the overwhelm feels worse. What do you do that makes your sense of everything is hard and bad feel worse? My gut would tell you that right now in the world, if you're going and consuming the news or if you're consuming social media, that is a very easy catalyst to making yourself feel worse. If I'm going on social media these days, I am consuming dog videos, sweet senior citizens doing beautiful things, funny memes. Like if you guys follow me on Instagram, if you don't, you should. It's at Ms. Rachel Hollis. A lot of times my stories are just sweet, good, wholesome, like, no, just make me happy, make me smile because that's what I'm consuming. Because I don't want to see everybody talking about the world's on fire, it's ending, it's all hard, these are the end times, if this person wins the election, if that person wins the election, like, y'all, we're all going to have to get, whenever this will air, okay, this will air next week. So then I, I hope that by the time this airs, we'll know who the President of the United States is. And whoever it is, like president gets elected or whatever i guarantee that most americans in this country just got up that day and still had to go to work and still had to pay their bills and still had to work minimum wage and still had to scrub a toilet and still had to take care of their aging parents and so we have we have lives that we have to live i hope that actually i hope y'all remember this i hope that once this is all cleared, once the election is finalized and it is what it is, I hope that you will remember that this week, everyone was telling you that the world was going to end because it didn't. I kept describing this to my team. I was like, I feel like this is like Y2K. When everyone told us that the if you are too young to remember, when the year was going to the year 2000... Everyone was so terrified that all the computers would be confused by the the multiple zeros that basically the entire world, everything operated on computer would just shut down and the world would end. And there were like theories and they were like the Mayan calendar. And there was just like all of this stuff that said that this was true. And then 2000 happened and it was like months of buildup and then literally nothing happened. And it's not to say that it isn't wildly important what is happening and who's in office and how that affects the way people treat other people but at the end of the day you still have a life to live and there and if it and if you let it social media and media will make you believe that you should be terrified that everything is hard that if you don't keep paying attention to this every second of every day if you don't focus on this if you don't stay inside of it then you're not going to know what's going on and then the world's going to end and i hope that you remember i hope that you are listening to this and whatever has happened has happened and we do what human beings always do we carry on and there was a time where many, many millions of people were acting like we weren't going to. If you think of COVID and quarantine, this is true for that as well. It is a disaster. It is terrifying. It is so hard for so many people all around the world who have lost their lives, who have lost family members, but we will carry on. That is what it is to be human. It's like coming back to what, Is true. Are you safe? Are your kids safe? If you don't have kids, are your family safe? The people that you care about, are they well? Do you have some food in your belly? Do you have a little money in the bank? Did the sun come up today? Come back to what is true. Sometimes life is hard. And sometimes life feels hard. And both of those can be very heavy to carry. But in both sides of that coin, there are things that you can do that will help you to feel better. Guys, if you like this episode, I would so appreciate if you would take a screenshot and post it on your social and tell people about it if you think it would be helpful to others. I am at Ms. Rachel Hollis on social media and if you're watching this on YouTube, Subscribe and like. That's what the kids always say. So I'm going to say that too. So you get a notification whenever I post a new episode. The Rachel Hollis podcast is hosted by me, Rachel Hollis. Our show is produced by Chelsea Harfouch and edited by Andrew Weller with additional production support by Sterling Coates. Our executive producer is Cameron Berkman. The Rachel Hollis podcast is a 3% chance production.